But today I wanted to um, share something about India. I um, learned something there that I had re- never really thought about. I experienced something there that I never, I don't think I've ever really fully experienced. Um, and I struggled with whether I should preach a message or whether I should just talk about India. I could have told you the stories there. I could have told you who I met there and um, the experiences I had and the food I ate and the places I stayed and all that. But I didn't want it to be just a story time. Even though, trust me, I could talk about India. I had talked to several people about it, and I think for two hours straight I didn't breathe. I just kept talking and talking and talking because I just loved every minute of it. Even the bad minutes, I loved it. But I wanted you to get something out of it. I didn't want it just to be a story time where I just told you about this experience because, trust me, I can tell you as much as I know, but you'll never know until you experience it. So instead, I wanted to share something with you that I experienced there that I pray um, that will benefit somebody, maybe someone struggling with this. Um, The week I was in India, and before I left for India, I realized I'd been missing something. I'd realized I'd been struggling with something and hadn't even realized it. I was missing and struggling with the peace of Christ. Um, It's easy to say we have the peace of Christ, but I didn't realize I was missing it until I went a lot of miles away. Um, I want to read from Acts today. Acts, we're going to be in Acts 6. Actually, we're going to be all over the place, but we're going to start out Acts 16. And we're going to be 16, 16 through 26. It's a little bit, it's kind of long, but just bear with me. Acts 16, starting in verse 16. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul And the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the Spirit, In the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the Spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These these men are Jews, and they are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into a prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas was praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everybody's claims came chains came loose. I'd like to uh, take a second and just pray. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you are alive and well. I thank you that you are our Savior, that you are our Lord, that you are our best friend. God, I thank you that you are the King of peace, Lord. God, I pray that you would be the center here, Lord. I pray that you would help us to experience your presence and to find your complete peace. God, we love you so much, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Many of us know how this story ends. It's a wonderful story about God's um, showing up and the things that can be done. If you haven't read the rest of it, you should read it. The Paul and Silas actually led the jailer to believe in the Lord because of this. Um, this is a rough time for Paul and Silas. I don't know if you've ever been in jail, but this is a rough time. I had visited one of the jails in Rome. I don't know who stayed in there. I can't remember. That was a long time ago. But it is not the jail of today. It was rough. It was like a hole in the ground, and it just looked horrible. This is, a, this is a rough time for them, and they could have been angry because they were going through this. They were servants of the Most High God, yet they were being arrested and beaten. They could have been angry like so many of ourselves, are, some of us feel when things go bad, we feel like we should be angry. But that's another sermon for a different message. So they could have felt angry. They could have felt mad. But I think something was different for them. What were they doing in the jail? They were praying and singing hymns to the Lord. I b- believe what was different was they had the peace of Christ. They knew that their God was the king of peace and that their God was in control and that their God had already made a way out. They didn't know what was going to happen, but they knew their God knew what was going to happen. The Hebrew Bible uses the word shalom, which means peace. Um, It has a positive connotation. It means peace unto you or peace be with you. It doesn't mean I hope you avoid trouble or I hope bad things don't happen to you. Many of us think that peace just means the absence of trouble. When life is calm and great and money's coming in and the Lord is blessing and we just could shout, that's when we have peace. But as soon as life gets tough, that's when peace leaves. That's not true at all. That is not true at all. The, the Bible excuse me, talks about peace a lot. But the, the Bible peace is not the absence of trouble. Um, there's another scripture, John 16.33 it's, most of these are going to be NIV today, FYI. Um, John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in you you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It wasn't you may have trouble, sometimes you're going to have trouble. No, it's guaranteed you're going to have trouble. You will have trouble. But thank God the verse didn't end. Thank God that he has overcome the world. But you're going to have trouble. I heard this saying on the radio the other day, and it says, Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the presence of Christ. And how true that is. You can guarantee that you have troubles and trials as a, Christ, as a Christian. But the difference is that we have the peace of Christ. In India, things happened a lot. <laughs> At any other time, I would have freaked out. Any other time, I would have complained a lot. I can be a little bit of a complainer um, that some of y'all know, but I, I can, it's a tad bit. But before I left for the trip, I had really, really spent a lot of time in prayer. I prayed that I would be in God's will, and I prayed that I would not care. Not care is like no sympathy, but I wouldn't care about the little things. The little things that get me here and just get me aggravated. You know, everybody has those little things that just get you all messed up. I prayed everything from, please, Lord, do not let me get car sick. Please don't let me get car sick, because the driving there is... And then I prayed, Lord, please don't let the food make me throw up or any other things. I prayed, and I was like, Lord, please let me be in your will. Please let me be okay with everything. And trust me when I say the troubles came, and every time something happened, it was... I can't even explain it. It was like I was like, okay, 
I'm fine. I have no, I have no concern. And it was an honest attitude. It wasn't like, I'm okay, but secretly I was wanting to go home and driving me crazy. No, I felt such peace and such comfort. And everyone kept saying, Ashley, you're such a trooper. Anyone else would be struggling with this. Ashley, you're such a trooper. And I said, no, 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 it's not me. It's the peace of Christ. Trust me, I am, any other time, I would not be a trooper right now. But there is something I want everybody to experience, and that is the peace of Christ. If you have that, trust me, you it, your whole outcome changes. I can literally say I lived up the scripture that's in Philippians 4, 7. It says, the peace of God, which transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. I like what it says in the NLT version. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds as you who live in Jesus Christ. God's peace is literally a guard, as in a military sense, protecting our hearts and our minds. Peace is, if we have the peace of Christ, we have a guard at all times, keeping that junk from our minds and our hearts, protecting us. I, um, I'm a children's pastor, as many of you know, so I learn by seeing. I'm kind of a kid myself. I wanted to do a demonstration, um, if that's okay. You're going to feel like you're in children's church for a little bit. But can I have my volunteers? I want to show you how this works. Y'all can, uh, yeah, come over here. Uh, just don't fall off the stage. Here's our situation. We have peace, and we have our heart. Deanna, put your heart on. Deanna is our heart. Jeff is our peace. This is some struggles we deal with all the time. Anger, worry, fear, sadness. All this stuff gets in our mind, and it gets in our heart. And guess what happens? It go. Go ahead, y'all can... It tries to fight us, and it's trying to get to our hearts and trying to get to our minds. And do you know what peace is doing? Peace is literally guarding us from that thing. He is literally, peace is literally guarding our heart. Peace is literally guarding our mind. So anger, so uh, depression, so sadness won't get to us. And trust me, it's fighting nonstop. But as you can see, okay, that's good, thank you. As you can see... As you can see, peace is a little bit bigger than our hearts. No offense, Jeff. <laughs> I, did this, I did this on purpose. Jeff is a big guy. I would never want to get in a fight with him. That's how peace is. Nothing, these things and these feelings has nothing against, nothing for peace. Because peace is overcome. If you have the peace of Christ, it's already overcome. Our heart will be protected by the peace of Christ. When I was in India, I couldn't understand how I felt. I could I couldn't understand why I was feeling this. I had ne- I never experienced such joy and such peace. Um, it's truly the scripture is true when it says it exceeds all understanding. Because I didn't understand it. What what was this that I had been missing out? I didn't understand why nothing was bothering me. Why was I not freaking out that I wore the same outfit every single day for a week? Why was that not bothering me? But I didn't care. Why? Why did it not bother me that my flights got canceled and delays and everything got moved? Nothing bothered me. I was so joyful and the peace, it just, it, I couldn't, couldn't even explain it. Every time something happened, my electricity would stop working in my room or stuff. I, it didn't bother me. I was just like, Lord, you've given me this peace. I've asked you and nothing is affecting me. It was the peace of Christ. And man, how I wish I could bottle it up and sell it because I could make some money. But you can't do that. But I, you can get it. Trust me. How can you get this peace? And how, do you, how can you keep it? It's no other way than Jesus. 
I know that's a simple explanation, and I know that sounds like a um, children's church lesson, but it's true. It's Jesus. Peace literally comes from Jesus. He says, my peace I give you. It's his peace. It's from him. You cannot have peace apart from Jesus. And if you think you have peace without Jesus, it's a lie. I can tell you that. Not to be harsh, but it's a lie. The world can tell you how to achieve peace. Read this book, listen to this speaker, go to this conference. But I can guarantee you, guarantee you it is not true peace. And there's all kinds of ways you can try to find peace in the world. But let's be honest. Look around this world. Do we live in a peaceful world? Why would we ever want peace from this world? Why would we ever want to find peace in this world that's so messed up and that's constantly at war and fighting? Apart, apart from God, there is no peace. Many people who don't know Christ continually search for peace in all kinds of negative reason, negative ways. They look for peace in relationships. They look for peace in substances. They look for peace from all kinds of things, but you can't find it because it's Christ that gives you that peace. If someone tells you they have peace from Buddha or from meditating or from yoga or however you can find peace, nothing against those things. I know some people do yoga in here. They can't. You can only have peace from Christ. You can't have peace from a different religion. You can't have peace from um, self-help books. It only comes from Christ. So we as Christians may be still struggling with this. Maybe you have a troubled heart. Examine yourself. I had to do that before I left for um, India. I said, am I truly trusting God? Am I truly seeking only him? Am I truly, it's easy to say, I have no fears. God's got my back. But am I truly believing it? Because he does, but it's different when you're saying it and you're not believing it. On the way to India, in India, there are so many times that I was by myself. And I had no one but Christ. And trust me when I say I had to only depend on him, that's all I had. And that showed me. This is what it's like to have peace in Christ. When you only have him and he shows up and he's there and he's protecting you and he's being you, being with you with every single step. And that's I, it was so key for me to learn that I didn't have true peace. I thought I did, but I didn't. And I know that many of us think, I want peace and I try for peace and I pray for peace in Christ, but my life is too chaotic. I've heard that over and over and I, did, I said the same thing. Life is rough when you have kids and you have a job and you have bills and you have these feelings of anxiety and worry that are continue to come against you and continue to fill your mind and your heart. You say, how can I ever achieve peace? How can I do that? Well, Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Christ has forgiven the past. He's with us in the present. And he's already taken care of the future, so there's nothing for you to worry about. You have no need to worry because he's already been there, he's here, and he's going to be there. There's not a time that he's not going to take care of you. There's not a time that he's going to leave you by yourself. There's not a time that he has let let you you alone. I have the scripture posted in my bedroom because I'm a little bit of a worrier, and it's helped because every day I get up and I say, I'm going to have worries, but I'm going to trust in you. Peace will come when you stop focusing on the trouble and the problems and you focus on the fixer of troubles and the fixer of problems because he's already in control. He's already got it taken care of. He's waiting for you to submit and say, I'm going to give you control, Lord. 
Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. KJV says, Whose mind is stayed on thee. Our prayer should be, Lord, please keep our mind on you. God, when my mind wanders away from you, that's when I mess up. But God, please keep my mind on you. Keep my heart on you, God, because when it is not on you, that's when life's troubles come. I want to share another personal reason I was struggling with peace. Um, I'm a tad bit of a control freak. I don't know if anybody knows that. I like to do things my way, especially when I know they're right. But I have a little bit of issues. (laughs) And that controlling became prideful. And I I had pride built up in me. And I didn't even realize I had pride. I didn't even realize that I was having this pride in my heart, and until I left for India, and then I realized, ooh, I need to deal with this. There was no room in, the, in my heart, in my mind, for the peace of Christ because I was full of myself. There was no room for Jesus to do things because myself was, it was taking up the room. I thought, I can handle it. I can do it. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I've taught classes. I can do this. I got this. And I was making myself crazy. Because I was thinking I could do it on my own. My mind was going crazy. And the whole time, the pride was just building up and building up. And then I realized, I really don't need anybody. I really can do this. And trust me, you don't want to be there. You do not want to be there. And when I finally surrendered, I said, okay, God, I'll give you the control if you just give me the peace. I'll let you have complete control. I'll trust in you completely as long as you give me that peace. Because trust me, I can't do it on my own. And this pride that's in me is eating at me. You may think you are all that and you're cool, but trust me, when you're by yourself in your room, there's tears. And when by yourself in your room and you're thinking, man, I did all that in front of people for show, God sees you. He knows that that's just a show and he knows that pride is eating at you and maybe you don't even know you have pride like me I really didn't even think I had pride but God sure did reveal it when I was praying when I was examining myself God sure did and it was rough you cannot have peace of Christ if you're full of yourself that's just plain and simple you need to examine yourself and see what you need to ask God to deal with what is that thing that you're dealing with what is that thing keeping you from peace and India I realized I wasn't as humble as I thought I'd be before I left for India I realized I wasn't as humble as I thought I could be but God really flipped me upside down God really helped me and God really said you can't serve these people if you can't you know be humble you want to serve all these people but you can't do the littlest of things God cannot fill you with his peace when you are already full of pride. Ask God to humble you, and it's not going to be easy. It's kind of embarrassing and awkward, but he will humble you. He will take that junk, and he will humble you, and he will fill you with peace. And if I could just, I literally wish I could just give all of you the feelings I felt in India and the feelings I felt when I experienced the peace of Christ, because when you receive it, your life will be changed. When you receive peace, you will begin to handle things differently. Situations will be handled differently because you know that the God of peace is on your side and he is providing. You will sing hymns when you are locked up in jail. You will laugh and joke when you're wearing the same outfit for the seventh day in a row. You will smile when the world is crashing down around you. When that large bill comes in and you have no idea where it's coming from, you'll just say, God, I'm trusting you. You got it anxieties and troubles would seem so small because your big God is a God of peace. And when life's troubles come, peace overwhelms those troubles. 
that was my, that, that's just my personal experience with peace, and I wish I could get everybody to experience it. And if you aren't experiencing it, please ask Christ. Christ, oh, how Christ wants to fill you with peace and joy. Oh, how Christ wants to take care of your anxieties. Oh, how Christ wants to take care of your worries and struggles. But will you let him? Will you let him? Will you trust him? Will it take you to go into another side of the, on the other side of the world for you to trust him? Because that's what it took for me. That's what it took for me. I, didn't, I had to leave the United States to be humbled and to have complete peace. I pray that you experience that peace. We're going to have, um, I'm going to open the altar. And when I was praying about this, I almost didn't have altar call. I was just going to do this cute, sweet message. But the Lord impressed on my heart and said, no, because um, you have prayed about this message. You've wanted to tell everybody about the peace of Christ and all this. So why don't you let them come to me? the ones that need peace. And that's what I'm going to do. We're going to open the altar. They're going to put some music on. I know this is a short and simple message, but I like short and simple because I'm a children's pastor, so some of y'all I know have ADD like myself. Christ, if you have something that's overwhelming you, if you have something that's getting to you, if you have something that's fighting your mind and your heart, there is nothing but the peace of Christ that can overcome it. There is nothing, anything else that you can experience that's better than the peace of Christ. Give it one shot and you will never want to change. You will never want it to leave. And I promise you when life's troubles come, you will have a different attitude. It will be like a completely changed person. You will have no worries because you know your God of peace is in control. You will know your God of peace has been in the past. He's with you in the future and he's going to be there in the, um, I mean, he's with you in the present. He's going to be there in the future. He's always with you. So I ask if you would like to pray, the altar is open. Feel free to come pray. Um, Seek God. Examine yourself. Say, God, am I really trusting you? Am I really, really, really trusting you? Only you know. You can say you are, but only you truly know. And I promise you, he'll give you that peace, and it will be completely unbelievable. Trust me, it will be unbelievable.